so you're listening to the Armstrong and Getty show through the podcast. But what you're doing is you're stealing from what you're oh, doing. Why, why do you? Why, is you're coming why, to my why? home, why? knocking food why? out of my kids' mouths. That's what you're doing. He's unstable, my friends. Don't listen to him. But this is the week we're raising money for Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Instead of giving us money for the podcast, how about you give money to the Warrior Foundation Freedom Station? Oh, my gosh. The work they do, soldiers, sailors, Marines, uh, a lot of whom have been terribly injured. Some PTSD, some traumatic brain injury, and when they need it the most, when they could fall through the cracks and become a statistic or or their lives just fall apart, Warrior Foundation Freedom Station is there to save them. And it's all volunteer. Over 94% of the money goes directly to the guys. I mean, their overhead is tiny. We got a goal of 300000 this week. Go to armstrongandgetty.com to donate. Armstrongandgetty.com. Does any of this add up to a song? Here the we old go. Gesture and point. <laughs> I really can't stay. It's cold outside. I've got to go but away. But baby, it's cold outside. She's trying to get away. This evening has been, been so drop in. very nice. I'll hold your hands. They're just like My I. My mother will start to Beautiful worry. And father will be pacing the floor. Listen to the fireplace roar. So really, I'd better scurry. Beautiful, please don't well, hurry. Well, maybe just a half a drink Lots more. Lots of records while I pour. Neighbors mind Baby, it's bad out there. Say, what's in this No dream? cabs to be had out there. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. The date rape Christmas song. What's in this drink? Baby, it's rapey outside. She's trying to leave, and her attacker will not let her go. All right. Turn it off. Turn it off. It's maudlin. So listen, that's a great song. It is out of date, but it's not what you think, social justice warriors who are all so anxious to preach. Well, you're 19. It's time you told humanity how to live. You know, you shouldn't be humbly learning, as I heard a college president uh, put it the other day. You should be angrily preaching. Anyway, yeah, it's a little out of date, but it's not what you think. And <laughs> Can't we listen to Christmas songs where they, they don't give drinks to women and hope they pass out? Come on now. Stop it. You're Well, you're wrong. Your comeuppance is coming, and won't it be delicious, Nothing folks? Nothing bad happens in Jingle Bells. <laughs> yeah? You ever crossed without looking both ways and got run off or run over by a one-horse open sleigh? Radio stations, uh, a couple of radio stations have actually stopped playing the song after listeners voiced concern about the lyrics. And here are a number of social media postings, which is stupid, because you can find social media postings literally saying anything. Being against love and anti-apple pie. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you have the lyrics in front of you? Yeah, I do. I don't think any more people need to record Baby It's Cold Outside. I think we're good there. The song is about rape. Listen closely. I'm disturbed. I really can't stay, but Baby It's Cold Outside. B, did I effing stutter? That's a lady, uh, a gal, uh, reinterpreting the lyrics. And it goes on and on. Um, And then this guy uh, posted a response. Hey there, former English nerd and teacher here, also a big fan of jazz of the 30s and 40s. Here's the thing. 
Given a cursory glance and applying today's worldview to the song, yeah, you're right, it kind of sounds like you're describing it. But let's look closer. Hey, what's in this drink was a stock joke at the time. The punchline was invariably that there's actually pretty much nothing in the drink, not even a significant amount of alcohol. That was a tired old joke when somebody hands you a drink. See, this woman is staying late, unchaperoned, at a dude's house. In the 40s, that's the kind of thing good girls aren't supposed to do. And she wants people to think she's a good girl. The woman in the song says outright, multiple times, that what other people will think of her staying is what she's really concerned about. Quote, the neighbors might think, quote, my maiden aunt's mind is vicious. Quote, there's bound to be talk tomorrow. But she's having a really good time, and she wants to stay, and is so is excusing her uncharacteristically bold behavior, Harlot. either to the guy or herself, by blaming it on the drink, unaware that the drink is actually really weak, maybe not even alcoholic at all. That's the joke. It was a standard joke at the time. If you're handed a, jo- a weak drink, you say, hey, what's in this drink? And so she was trying to blame the drink, and the joke was she really wanted to be there. That's the standard joke that's going on when a woman in the media from the early to mid-20th century says, hey, what's in this drink? It's not a joke about how she's drunk and about to be raped. It's a joke about how she's perfectly sober and about to have awesome consensual sex and use the drink for plausible deniability because she's living in a society where women aren't supposed to have sexual agency. How how do you know it's going to be awesome? How does this person know it's going to be awesome sex? Maybe she knows. We We don't know that. Basically, the song only makes sense in the context of a society in which women are expected to reject men's advances, whether they actually want to or not, and therefore it's normal and expected for a lady's gentleman companion to pressure her despite her protest, because he knows she would have to say that, whether she meant it or not, and if she really wants to stay, she won't be able to justify doing so unless he offers her an excuse other than, I'm staying because I want to. So I'm saying it's the Bill Cosby song, you're saying it's a feminist song, really? Well, in a way. In a way, she has to go through all the excuses and objections to then stay and get with the guy because of the society she lives in. So are we ready to move on to Rudolph? <laughs> problems with making fun of people? Well, there's, there's a lot of problems with Rudolph. Sure. It's a brutal song. I mean, come on. He's got a rather rare, granted, physical deformity, and so he's berated by his peers. Not allowed to play with his friend. Yeah. yeah get to play why the hell not? Pretty, pretty mean-spirited. Yeah. Um, anyway, did you see the uh, controversy over the Charlie Brown Christmas special that was going around a couple weeks ago? No, the Thanksgiving special. Is it the hygiene of pig pen somebody's finally bringing up? That is <laughs> that is a serious health hazard. Yeah, L-I-C-E. <laughs> his parents clearly are not taking care no, of him. No, that is a... We need to... Somebody needs to help that child. <laughs> There's very little parenting anywhere. Somebody anyway. needs to call social services. <laughs> <laughs> So there's a uh, there's a picture going around on Thanksgiving Day from the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special in which all of the white kids are sitting in one side of this table and then uh, what was the black kid's name Washington? I can't remember. It, classic of that time, black kid name. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Franklin. 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 He was sitting by himself. Franklin Armstrong. He was sitting by himself on one side, and how they were not sitting with him, or so the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving specials would oh, not be aired anymore. Wow, wow! Some of you obviously are employed full time, looking for reasons to be offended, finding offense somewhere. Maybe he didn't like Charlie Brown because he's depressive. 
If I remember depressing. correctly, talks to a dog. That's odd. If I remember correctly, there's an odd number of kids on each side of that table. So you're either going to have you're going to have two on one side and one on the other, no matter what. So the fact that he was the one is right. clearly some sort of segregation. Well, and you're not going to have the back of people's heads in uh, on stage, as it were, and so everybody's going to be on one side of the anyway, well, Okay, so. yeah, right. I will tell you this. The problem with, if I'm uh, to get back to the baby, it's cold outside thing. The problem is a society in which a woman has to object over and over again and not mean it is easily a society where a woman objects seriously and is ignored because it's not clear whether she means it or not. Mm. So, but again, people just desperate to be offended and show how very enlightened they are. And oh, you're so enlightened. Ultimately, whether one pop Christmas song gets aired or not, I don't suppose matters a lot. Oh, oh! so you're part of the war on Christmas. Okay. <laughs> Make a note, everybody. Jack Armstrong, a soldier in the war against Christmas. Happy holidays, Jack. <laughs> that was good. So if, if, if you'd be interested in attending one of my Joe Getty arguing unfairly workshops, they're held every, held every Thursday night down at the YMCA. I do feel like there's more <laughs> Merry Christmases around than there were there for a couple of years. Right. The idiotic notion that you're offending somebody by saying that has been, you know, pretty thoroughly tamped down. So the pendulum has swung back from that one. And also on Thanksgiving, I don't remember what there was, something we need to do. Or, and I was amazed at how many stores were closed or closed early. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whereas a couple of years ago, everything was open. Lots of people complained. That was another one. The pendulum reached the far end and is now swinging back toward, let's close on freaking Thanksgiving. Well, right. The idea that, hey, everybody gets done eating, then they want to go out shopping at like 3, 4 in the afternoon. Stop it. Or that our employees will put up with this. Close your store. Open the next day. Yeah. And at the regular time, too. That's fine. Although the the whole doorbuster thing, I get it. It's all FOMO. It's fear of missing out. You're trying to create a, a uh, an artificial sense of urgency and get people there. I know. Although, if you want a $19 whatever, I guess it's a real sense of urgency because they only have six. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. We've, we've gone over the Black Friday thing a number of times. <laughs> I think we've covered that situation. But that is also, you know, kind of dying, too. So some of these things come and go as controversies or, or things or whatever. Well, the voice of the people is heard. So tomorrow is the big public memorial service for George H.W. Bush. We know a little more about the lineup. What's the history of these things? Worth pointing out because you might hear uh, different on some news outlets. And neuroscientists have identified one of the prime causes of opioid addiction. Oh, interesting. And it has to do not with your blood chemistry, but your soul. Oh, Mm. stay tuned for that. Joe, who the other day you mentioned you can measure people's souls or something like that. I can look deeply into people's souls. Warrior Foundation Freedom Station update when we come back. I want to see where we are for the day. You can donate at armstrongandgetty.com. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 300-pound woman dating a 120-pound guy. They get into a physical altercation. She sits on him. Is there going to be betting? 
I know where. Uh oh. Uh oh. She sits on him, kills him. What? Now she's being uh, charged with murder. She well, she's she's more than twice his size. She crushed him. Wow. Wow. Huh. Wow. Thanks for sharing that. Um, this is kind of interesting story. She sat on him. It's a rough, rough way to go. Uh, yeah. Um, so uh, Gladys here, the radio station, World War One vet. Um, thank you for your service, Gladys. Mm. Um, plays the harp for us regularly, occasionally the organ, and lately the snare drum. When we do a total an update for Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, Gladys. Thank you very much, and we are at. $65,194. Fantastic. It's a good start. Solid start to the week. i uh, got to admit, I'd like to see it go a little higher. Those of you who heard our interview with Perry recently, need you to give take you two minutes. Two minutes at armstrongandgetty.com. Support the incredible work these volunteers do for our uh, fighting men and women. Oh, and you know what we haven't mentioned today? We're trying to send them home for the holidays. There are 300 and some injured warriors at Balboa Park Naval Medical Center right now. 300 some. From all over the country. Right. Yeah, of course. If you know anything about the military, you go where you're sent, whether it's to the hospital or stationed or whatever. Um, and, uh, And we want them to be with their families at Christmas time in their own beds. And boy, we've talked to so many people from the volunteers to the guys themselves. They come back from the holidays with their families strong and focused and committed to their rehab and the rest of it. It does miracles for their healing. So give now, get these uh, heroes home for the holidays. And there are a number of ways to get to our goal this week of $300,000, which is a big chunk of money. I mean, you know, you whales can come in with Where your... Where are the whales your, at? With your big chunk. Calling all whales! Because, you know, you have uh, uh, unproportionately extracted from the nation's wealth, or whatever it is that Jerry Brown said. Oh, please. You, you've done well for yourself. So throw a little our way toward Warrior Foundation, Freedom Station. We'd love that. But the other way to get there is if everybody chunks in 10 bucks, we're there. Right. So, yep. pretty simple. It doesn't take very long. At armstrongandgetty.com, we've streamlined it, made it as easy as possible. You are not ending up on an email list where you get ba- uh, hit with ads all the time or anything like that. That's not happening. Let me shine the 500 million candle power whale-shaped light up on the clouds and, and issue the whale call. Do we, do, is it, we, uh, there it is. Where are my whales? Calling all whales. Where are my whales be at? You got lots and lots of money. You are personally interceding and helping these heroes when they need it the most. Armstrongandgetty.com. I'm going to donate this next commercial break. Excellent. I think we've made our point. All right, yeah. I think we've made our point. Starting to taste creel. Very very soothing. Um, I'm going to donate this next commercial break just to see how long it takes me. And I'm slower than most, so uh, I will report back. You know, the dolphin is a whale as well, Positive Sean, so you can play dolphin noises if you like. Ooh. Yeah. Where are my dolphins at? Where are my dolphins be at? <laughs> well, no, they're whales. You keep saying whales. Opioid addiction, you say? Yes, I do. It really, really unsurprising. <sighs> Good to hear. According to a scientist, Rachel Wurtzman is her name. She's been studying opioid addiction and relapses and overdoses and drug use and that sort of thing. She's a neuroscientist, and she studies a part of the forebrain 
And this is an area of study that needs way more attention because there's a lot of guessing going on and how the whole addiction thing works, whether it's gambling, cigarettes, alcohol, whatever. Right. But she studies the striatum, which is part of your, your frontal brain, which is kind of your advanced brain. Mine is huge. And, uh, and, and she says that loneliness is one of the primary causes of drug abuse. And we've been talking lately about uh, the modern Western world, the high-tech world, and how it does not nourish the soul. It gives you sugar. It gives you candy. And so your f- soul you know, feels full. And doesn't seek out any more contact, but then, you know, there's no nutrition there, and your soul is malnourished. But Well, Senator Ben Sass just wrote an entire book on this subject. Right, and he's right. Called the brain's autopilot, the striatum can also trigger, well, it, it, um, it enables decision-making, and it... Uh, and is dramatically affected by social connection. Called the brain's autopilot, the striatum can also trigger compulsive behaviors, such as repeated drug use. Social isolation leaves the striatum in a hypersensitive state, she says, one in which people are more likely to chase a quick reward. The brain can translate a loneliness... hypersensitive state, so it's just crying out for something. Right. The brain can translate loneliness into literal pain. And that can have disastrous consequences.